the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I took a, the time off of 4th of July, um, you know, to honor this great nation of our independence. Um, had a great time getting away at my friend Mike's house. That's all I'll say. I'll just say his name, Mike, up in uh, St. Charles. Uh, it was a good time to be had. Um, I actually, he had a, well, I probably shouldn't say this on air. Because fireworks are illegal in Illinois. But he had like the, um, what's those? Polytech people. What is it called? Uh, pyrotechnic people. It, he oh, had yeah. those fireworks in the backyard. And I was the first one to light it off. And we had a great time. So um, shout out to America. Uh, enjoyed our freedoms. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this week's edition of Black and White Radio. I got my main man, George Hoff Daddy, on the boards. He always makes me sound good, and he's always in my Wrong. ear. <laughs> and he's always in my ear telling me when I mess up. Um, but I'm happy to have you here, George. I'm also happy to have my guest co-host um, in today. My good friend, CEO of Matrix Home Solutions, Nick Richmond. Welcome hey. back, brother. El Presidente. Thanks for having me. You good? I'm here as always. Uh, I'm just going to go down the line. How about that? We got a full house in today. Um, if you guys are watching on the YouTube stream, go to YouTube, Black and White Radio, and you can watch the show live. Go to 560theanswer.com, click on the Black and White, or you can click on the um, live show that's happening right now, my show, Black and White. Or you can listen in on iHeart, tune in the app. But I'm excited to have my friend in here. I served with him in the General Assembly. Um, I'll tell you, when I first met this guy, it was way back when the civil unions bill was being um, debated. I was in a state rep. I, I was in politics, and I was in with my I was in with my aunt and uncle from Pro Life Chicago, um, Hiram Crawford, and we went into his office, and I walked away. He's like, "Hey, hey, man." We don't have to walk away. Let's discuss. Let's have a conversation. I was like, man, I was just looking at what you had over here. <laughs> but he's always been somebody that says, we can disagree. 
but let's at least have and start the conversation. He never he never runs away from a fight, never runs away from a question. Uh, he ran for mayor of Chicago, Ford for Chicago. Uh, I believe 2018, I believe it was. Uh, my friend, LaShawn, Representative LaShawn Ford, welcome to Black and White. Welcome back to Black and White. Is it, is it black is right or black and white? Black and right. Black and right. That's and. That's great. Yeah. You can tell me on this show, black is right? Black is right. We, you, you. That's all right with me. It's about yeah. time black be right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Take thanks for day. having me. Use those mics. No, no. Thanks for coming in, brother. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited to be in your presence again. It's been a long time, yeah. and I, I will tell the listening audience that the General Assembly misses your voice. Yeah, and you. the Republican Party still needs your voice. Thank you. Um, a lot of things were got done. There was a lot of understanding. Um, teaching going on in that caucus room yeah. because you were in there. I, w- I would agree. You know, so, um, you know, I think that the fact that you were in that room, I think that we need to have more um, people run for office that look like us. Yeah. And so that we can um, teach, you know, yeah. and like you said, not afraid of conversations. Right. That's the only way we want to make America uh, realize. Go ahead, say the, it great again. <laughs> no, realize, realize the, the uh, it's perfection, right? Yeah, we're yeah. all striving to make America the best that it could be. And it can't be if we don't learn from one another and deal with the challenges. Yeah. And, and last guest call, I told you guys we had a, a house full today. Uh, Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. Welcome back, brother. Here comes trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Well, I want to, I want to ditto what you said. This guy, me and him has been talking across the microphone at each other for, for some years now, since uh, Stephanie Trussell had her show. And I want to quote what you just said. Well, requote it. He never runs. He never runs. No, he doesn't. He he, he takes me. He takes me on all of the time, yeah. and I'm I'm so glad to do this in person. And you know, another thing: no question is off limits. None. You know, that's that's. I mean, I, I hope I hope you run for mayor of Chicago again, um, because that, that, let, and speaking of Chicago, um, Sean, I yeah, you mind if I call I you Sean? Call me Sean. Sean. Okay. Yes. I, that's what I'm used to calling you. you know? If you you know call me LaShawn, that way right, the LeSean. ballot, that way they know the ballot. They go for the ballot and be looking for Sean, and then there's a Sean. Call me LaShawn. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean you you've seen what 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 transpired on the Fourth of July weekend. Um, I, it breaks my heart because I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, as you know, when I was in the General Assembly, you know. I, I was always looking for ways of how we can make Chicago better because I think I put, still believe Chicago is the economic engine for the whole rest of the state of Illinois. And if Chicago fails, I believe the rest of the state fails. So I was always looking for that. But to see a hundred and when you look, when you count Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday, and you see over 138 people shot, 25 people killed. Sean, what I could, I saw that you made a Facebook post basically saying we need to change this. Something's got to give. What do we do with this in Chicago? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, John, the best thing that we could do is make sure that everyone lives up to their responsibilities and not make excuses. The city of Chicago, the mayor can no longer make excuses. The police department can't make excuses and people can't make excuses. You know, we just talked about Independence Day, and we know we celebrated Juneteenth. And I, in my opinion, 
there would be no America without Juneteenth, the, the slaves. And the enslaved people, Lord knows, if they made excuses about their conditions, right. we wouldn't be here today. That's, come on. And so I think that what we have to do is make sure that people realize that no matter whether we get another dollar in resources or not, we better use what we have and make the best of it and stop making excuses. And, and LaShawn, you actually, and you got a lot of, you got a lot of love for it on both sides of the aisle, but then you also got a lot of hate from it from your side of the aisle yeah. when you called for tr- President Trump to send resources here. Yeah. I mean, who, who gets upset requesting help from the President of the United States because Chicago is under siege? You know, just recently, now that we don't have Donald Trump in, this mayor of the city of Chicago and everyone's asking this president for help. So you mean to tell me we waste four years, how many lives have we lost because we want to play politics with people's lives. Ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad that you, you stated your position of stop making excuses. Um, now, one of my family members was shot and murdered. Um, he was shot three times in the head and murdered. He was only 20 years old. Uh, Dan and Amy let me give him a good tribute on his show, so I'm not going to redo that. But um, he was just picking up his girlfriend. Okay, he was doing nothing. He had his whole life ahead of him, only 20 years old. He was in community college. Uh, he did everything right. I, I swear to God, he had 800 people at his funeral. Mm. You should have seen the police. All types of police showed up at his funeral. Wow. And, and they gave us a police escort from the funeral home to the burial. And let, me, let me tell you something. I had this conversation with my brother. And, it, and same family, seeing things totally different. He feels the police are still the problem. When you have maybe 116 deaths, uh, by the police. Nationwide. Nationwide. Okay? But we kill each other between 7,000 and 10,000 a year. How can you see that as being the smaller issue than, than uh, 16, 116 police uh, killings? And, and, and I want to add to it. I, I want to I add to it. I, I want to say, listen, if we stop our own crap, if we, if we get a handle on what we're doing, the police issues will work itself out because they don't want to be in our neighborhoods no more than they have to be, but they have to be because of what we do. And we have to get our people to see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and representative, I want you to do you pose the question and he'll come back after the break and answer the question. Well, I, I, I want to know, what do you think is the bigger issue, the police or us? And, and representative, when we come back from the break, I want you to answer that because I think I think sometimes coming from people who are conservative and Republican, people expect what our answer would be. Mm-hmm. But 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 one of the you've always been a reasonable person to 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 give your point of view, even if people dis- disagree with it. So I really want to hear that. Are the police the problem, or are we our own problem? You listen in the Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host. We're in studio full. We got El Presidente. We got State Representative Ford. We got the Troublemaker. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the making moves. I need some more. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with some really, really good conversationalists. I'm here with the El Presidente, Nick Richmond, President and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions. Go ahead and give them a call, you know, if you need your house or basement or garage. 
done. Give Nick and uh, Matrix Home Solution a call. Great sponsor of this show. And my friend, LaShawn, State Representative LaShawn Ford. Yes, he is a Democrat, um, but we still have conversations across the aisle. And the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. So, Verlon, we, we, we post your question. We pose your question. Pose your question again. I want you to answer the question, if you think that the police are the problem in our community with the police killings, or are we the problem with killing each other and the crimes that we are committing? Now, I know I'm putting it out there like we all are doing it, but common sense people know it's a small, um, a small minority that's committing these carjackings and killings, but it's still us who's committing these crimes against each other. Do you, which one do you think is the bigger problem, the police or ourselves? Oh, you know, I would tell you that no matter what, the, I would tell you no matter what, if there's a loss of life, it's a big problem. So we have to look at them separately. There's no reason for black people to be killing one another. And so that's a big problem. Black people killing black people. And then you look at police officers killing black people the problem that the community has with that is they say that they put on a uniform and they are trained and they should know better and they should not be killing people whether they black or white right and that's the thing and so what the problem that we have with that is society puts too much on law enforcement to be more than police and so I think we we need to do better by um, communities and make sure that communities have well-trained officers with less demand. Well, do you agree that if we stop doing what we're doing, the police won't have to be in our neighborhoods and and be be put in a situation to have to kill someone? You know, absolutely. If if black people take responsibility, and I'm not going to say the personal responsibility, but if we just say that we are not going to make excuses and blame someone for life being difficult, then we could do better. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I was a teacher by profession. And as a I teacher that. And, a, and a parent, I never told my students that you couldn't, and I never tell my daughter she can't. Right. And so I don't know where in society we start making excuses because teachers don't teach excuses. Well, Parents the, don't teach. In the home, I think, is where it starts, right? I mean, what you're saying is in the home is where it starts. And yeah. I think, from my view, I'm from Flint, Michigan, so right. I, you know, I've, I know a thing or two about the hood, and my family was broken, too. My parents separated when I was two. Now, I, luckily, I turned out all right, but I see that being a major issue, what's happening in the home. And how do you, how do you possibly help with that situation? You know, how, how can that be better? Can, can I pause there real quick? Yeah. He does a lot with a lot of father groups, so I yes. think I, I think that's Great. that's a, a, a accomplishment as well, Sean. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you. How do you do it? You make sure that so Joe Biden has his new um, infrastructure deal, and he says that we're gonna make sure that everyone's in. We're not gonna leave everybody, leave no one out. Well, we got to make sure this infrastructure deal deals everyone a chance to win. If we could do that. It's not guaranteeing you anything unless you're ready to get up every day and fight for it and be ready to go for it. Because as much as I want to say being white is the solution to success, I can't say that 
it it has some advantages and privileges, but I know driving through Springfield and across the state, white people struggle too. It's yeah. not. It, it means I, I want my people, black go to, people, go to, to, Flint, Michigan. Uh, right, <laughs> to wake up and realize that just because you're white, it doesn't guarantee right. success. Right. It helps. Now, now Sean, what, what do you say to the people who say, well, do we really need government to be that people to, to produce or give us a leg up? Because when you look at and you read the I mean, the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to receive happiness, but the pursuit of happiness. How do you combat that message with the message that the government should be the kingmaker? Well, the government has a responsibility to make sure that we help the least um, in our society. You know, the government has a responsibility to protect its people and because the people pay taxes. And the government has responsibility to make sure that when you have a system of education, that everyone has an opportunity to be successful and realize their full potential. Now, now I, I know, you know, you know, Sean, when you didn't return my call, I had to ship off the show. There he is. <laughs> so I, I did I, return I, his call no, now. No, no, no. I, I returned him by text. But no, you did do by text, though. You did. So I, um, I wanted, Mark, I mean, we're going to interrupt the show. Because I wanted my friend Mark, and I hope I say his last name right, because I always butcher it, and he always yells at me. Mark William Meyer, um, to, he's down in CPAC in Texas, and I wanted to get his uh, take on what's happening down there. Uh, Mark, welcome to Black and Right. Well, hello, John Anthony from Texas. Uh, thanks for having me on, and hello to your great co-host there. So is it, is it, are there more people there in Texas than we had in Orlando? Yeah, we have about 4,000 people here. We're down in Dallas, uh, about four miles from the airport of the Hilton, and uh, the place is hopping. There's congressmen and activists, and, and it's every every race, color. I just had a big meeting with log cabin Republicans, and everybody is down here. So President Trump is going to speak at 3.30 tomorrow. Okay. So that's going to be the highlight of the event. And so it's all being streamed live on Fox Nation, and it's just it's wild out here. What's so the message? 95 degrees. What's the message? I'm out by the pool, by, <laughs> out by, the, pool, by the way, in a quiet area, out by the water park. What's the message? Hey, Mark, okay. Mark, what's the message that what's the message CPAC is trying to uh, relay out there? What's what what's what what's the theme? What's, what's, the main theme is uncanceled. They're they're canceling too many people. They're putting people that don't agree with them, uh, and they're trying to write them up. They're blocking them and everything else. And what the people down here are promoting freedom, liberty, and opportunity for everybody, and. That's just, if everybody does well, America's going to do well. So that's the main thing. But it's called CPAC Uncanceled. Yeah. So who have you met thus far? Well, I've met a, a ton of, uh, I just met uh, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, Rick Riddell, James O'Keefe, Scott Walker. A big one I met with Caitlyn Jenner, who's running I for governor of, of uh, California. And, and uh, she's making the rounds everywhere, doing interviews and very, very I, I said, can I take a quick picture? And uh, she said, just... Just go for it. So it's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, wow. So that, uh, but there's, there's a Sarah Carter with Fox News I had a nice meeting with. So it's, uh, people are everywhere, and they're just, uh, everyone's friendly, and they're interacting, and there's a big radio row. Maybe we can get WIND at the next CPAC, and they have John Anthony doing the show live. Time. That's what the goal. That? That's one of the goals. Maybe you need to find out who, who, who handles that and uh, get that contact information for me while you're down there. We can make that happen. When is the next one? 
Well, I think March is going to be the next big one. Okay. You know, Matt Schlapp runs it with the uh, Amer- it was the American, uh, uh, what's the name of the group? American. Uh, oh, American Conservative <coughs> Union. ACU. Yeah, the so ACU. Yeah. yeah, ACU. So, yes, yeah, so, but they're going to do some regional ones. And okay. uh, you should bring your co-host down. Maybe Luke LaShawn would like <laughs> to come down here. All right, Mark, so, thanks so much for joining the show and giving us an update what's happening down in Texas uh, with all those freedom-loving right. people down there. Thanks so much for joining us, brother. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Sh- LaShawn, do, do Democrats have things like this, CPAC? Because I don't, you don't, I mean, are there like events you guys go to across the country? I mean, b- besides NCSL and all that, are there like CPACs or, group, or groups where they, they invite like you guys Like think out? tanks? Well, yeah, I guess Democrat think tanks and stuff like that. I, you know, I'm not a part of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got too so much there, going on. There may be, but we have the NCSL and all that. Yeah. You know, but, but that's more uh, of a collaborative. Right. You know, yeah. No, we really don't have anything that's going to speak and, and rally the troops. Yeah. That, maybe that's going to be formed today. Uh-oh. Is, are, is, is Rashad Ford troops. making an announcement? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't yeah. they do something in Wisconsin? It was like a ball- ballots in the park or something, the ballot harvesting event they were doing? Yeah, you're right, but you know, but like you're saying, both you, you, there are no um, there are no real groups, or groups that that does they only that. come out right about that election that time. time. Yeah. <laughs> a march to the polls. And stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, driving everybody to the polls. Guys, I, I I hope you guys are really enjoying this conversation. We're joined by State Representative uh, Lashawn Ford, Democrat, uh, West Side of Chicago, uh, and my friend Nick. Richmond, CEO, Matrix Home Solutions, and the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Verlon, guess who's on the line? I already know. Philip. I was going to call him out. <laughs> Philip, Eduardo, we'll take your calls when we return. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Here comes a comeback. Joined by my good friend, Nick El Presidente, Richmond president of Matrix Home Solutions. Don't forget to go out and contact them. They're a great sponsor of this show. State representative LaShawn Ford and the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. Um, Okay. Now, representative, we're going to introduce you to our friend. People think that you know, we, we because we go after each other, we don't like it. We actually have, we've had conversations over the phone. Um, he's, he calls into the show. He's always beating up on me and Revlon. He never calls in to say, good job when he's heard something. And he's told me he's heard good stuff, but he still don't call in there. Philip from Blue Island. I never said that. <laughs> never said that. <laughs> never heard anything good. Oh! from that other guy. Never, oh. never said that. Hey, brother. What's brother, going on? Hey, rep. Uh, it's good to, good to be on with you. Um... I mean, y'all talking about we when it comes to the violence in Chicago. It's kind of hard to um, solidify a we when we separate ourselves with religion, we separate ourselves with politics and, and so forth and so on. So unless we, especially black male, until we come together and, and, and speak for ourselves and represent ourselves very well, and uh, and uh, I don't see how we are going to get out of this hole because we're we're just too divided. I don't I don't. What say you? That was for you. Yeah, we we are divided. And but the one thing that we 
have to do is come together just as humans because everyone has a right to be who they are. And that's what America is. And, and so we, we shouldn't try to make people be who we want them to be. We should just strive to be good people. And that's enough to come together around. Philip? But it's, kind of, but it's hard when, um, when we associate ourselves. You were talking about, um, what's the guy, John, not John, what's his name, on, on the, the show with Amy. Oh, Dan. Dan. Um, Dan. And uh, he was he always referring to our mayor as triple threat. Now, I don't know what kind of language that is. And then he talks about jelly belly. But <laughs> I get on the show, and I asked yeah. him, I said, yeah. about this, this guy that had these guns. You hey, know, hey, hey Philip, 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 wait, before you go on, uh, I do believe the mayor described herself Thank as you. a triple threat. And I, I don't think it was so much Dan that came up with that. That she came up with that herself. So go. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. So I, I, again, if, if I'd have never heard her use that. So, but if he's using it, I know he's taking it to a whole nother degree. She was black, lesbian, and a woman. Triple threat. Yep, that's what she said. No, oh, really. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Zing. But, you know, Jelly Belly, and using all these other things. I, I just I come on the show. Yeah. I ask him a question about this guy with these guns, this white guy, uh-huh. right? And, and, and just because the mayor said that we averted a tragedy. So I asked him, I said, now if the police, because actually his name is, um, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Who? Who are you uh, talking about? Castile. Oh. Hotel. The oh, the hotel. Okay. Right. And so uh, I asked him, I said, well, because the mayor said we averted a threat. I said, so if the police pulled up on him, Shot him like they did Philando Castile, because this guy's name is Castile, too. Uh-huh. And I didn't even say that. I just said if, if the police pulled up on him, they got information he had done, he made the wrong move, and they shot and killed him, would that be a tragedy? Well, I was listening to uh, that show. Well, I listen to every show every morning. And I was listening, and he gave you a very good tongue lash. And, and, and I know <laughs> you were waiting to respond to that. That's why I asked you, would you call in so you could uh, speak up for yourself? But the bottom line right. is again, this this isn't this isn't the minority report. Lori Lightfoot doesn't know what was in that man's mind, doesn't know what he was here to do. You can't convict somebody in the press, an innocent person, without the process. She convicted that man. She convicted that man in the press to divert from what happened on uh, the 4th of July weekend. So you know right. what she did. We, let's, right. not, let's not play the game. She convicted right. this let man, ask, innocent let man. Let him ask. Go ahead, Philip. So you all are, I see you all are in unison with no, the no. rights and the yes and the so forth and so on. Then, 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 then that's all right. And then so that goes back to my, my prior point. Still, there's been many mayors before Lori Lightfoot. Right. Same problems existed. Black, white, even the last mayor, he had the murder of our young brother, I can't think of his name, 16 uh, shots. Yeah. Laquan, Laquan McDonald. So, so all, all this, all this stuff. Don't, don't act like it's new under Lightfoot. Don't do that. That's that's this that's not genuine. the same as somebody vacationing with his fiance. Well, well, he yeah, fiance because he was he proposed to her after he got out of jail and his kids. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. How do we? This it's still an ongoing investigation, right? How can you say you averted a threat when you don't know what the actual what what the intent of this guy having the weapons has that has not been released yet. I've yet to see that and you know. I understand police investigations. That has not been released. So you can't say we've averted a threat 
because you want to no, cover a tragedy. I'm sorry, a tragedy because you want to cover for 138 people shot in a five day total, 25 no, people again, killed. No, you you want you want to smash those two together just for political expediency. No. What I'm saying is, listen, she wait a minute, she shot, did that. Listen, listen. You listen, smashed wait, them hold together. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen to my example. Just listen to my example real quick. Philando Skill was a, 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 a licensed carry. Yeah. Had every right in the world to have this gun. Yeah. It was shot and killed. Yeah. This guy didn't even have a Foyd card. And he get, the police got information. Okay, that but he, he, probably, he doesn't live in Illinois. Listen, listen let me finish. Come let me finish. on. He was, here for, he was probably here for some type of nefarious reason. So if the police would have put up and shot and oh, killed gosh. him. Do you, okay, that okay. Been a tragedy. Philip, That's you know, all I'm saying. Philip, you know, you and I both know you do this all the time. You come up with these conclusions based upon zero fact, zero evidence, and you make these assumptions that what this what this guy was doing. None of us know that. You know the only people that know that the people that are the police officers and the detectives that are interviewing them right now or interviewing him when they interviewed him. That's why he he's posted bond. If he was if he was going to be a, if he was a real threat. You better believe the FBI would have him right now. Well, listen, John, this man is licensed in Iowa, right. where he's from, and the FBI, they all d- interrogated him, right. and they didn't bring any federal That's charges. No point. So, so, Phil, really? and you want to talk about, and Phil, you want to talk about, <laughs> no, Phil, and you want to talk about smashing stuff together. You want to talk about what we're talking about right now, then you want to go to Laquan oh, McDonald. Right. Then you want to go to uh, Castillo and all these other uh, shootings that okay. they, they were committing crimes. Right. A lot of, they were committing okay, crimes. What about the guy? What about Wait. our friend up there in Kenosha, right? Are you, are you talking about Rittenhouse? Out there, White talking about Rittenhouse. Okay, wait, wait, Rittenhouse, Philip, Philip. Go up there oh, yeah, not, wait, Philip, Philip, hold on. The state rep wants to say yeah, something. Yeah. Oh. You know, I think it's a teachable moment, John, where we shouldn't, no, they, they, we shouldn't look at a person and assume. Right. That's where we have problems with police and black people. We assume that because this person is black that he's a threat. Right. The same thing. A person got guns. They're a threat. So I think that if we want a just society, we deal with issues at hand. Yeah. Philip, as always, man, I can't listen. August, you come in here to the studio. We're going to tussle. Can I come with him? You want to come here? Yeah. Philip, me, you, Villan, and the state rep. Is it a date? Let's get it together. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Philip, thanks so much for calling. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Something new. Stop. Stop. Something down over the shop. Oh, no. Man, I just love hearing DMX's voice, man. You tune back in to Black and White Radio on AM560, the answer to the great, late, the late, great DMX. Shout out to his family. Uh, I love that guy from the time I first heard him. Um, and then his new album, I went and downloaded it as well. But guys, we, we just had a, whew, a wang dang doodle of a time with this last call, Philip from Blue Island. He always calls in. And he's always getting Villan. He gets Villan. He gets you so worked up. <laughs> All progressives do. Yeah, you know I've dealt with them for years, yeah. like yeah. six years, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so happy to have you guys in. Nick Richmond, President and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions. LaShawn Ford, uh, State Representative and the Troublemaker. Uh, let's go to the calls real quick. Uh, let's go to Eduardo first because Eduardo, you welcome back to Black and Right. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. 
Well, I live in a uh, police fire neighborhood. We had a Fourth of July parade. Everybody's so friendly, looking at looking after each other. You know, I don't see any like uh, racism, anything. We have more Latinos and blacks in our neighborhood now. Obviously, we have unfortunately Murray Newman now, but we'll deal with that later. But uh, Mr. Ford, I gotta get your comments on uh, a couple things here. The uh, Zelia Avante Garde. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then the race in New York, Adams and Silva. I'm pulling for Silva because I used to be a guardian angel. So I want to get your comments on uh, both of those things. Oh, I'm lost to your. Could you explain? Is that something well, I should know? Zelia Avante Garde is from Louisiana. She's a 14 year old who just won the Scripps Spell. Oh, her. Oh, God. She's right. smart. She's better than so me. I want to know how racism prevented her from beating everybody. Well, we, should. we can't. Like who is this, Jim? No, uh, Eduardo. Eduardo, we can't we can't look at there is racism. And and if we can't look at it and accept that there's racism in our country, then we're never going to be better as a nation. So there's no doubt. And so she's she's made it. That's great. And she's better than me. I mean, she's I, she's got Michael Jordan beat. Jordan can't even dribble those balls or probably spell like her. <laughs> and I never thought I'd say that Jordan is come my on, guy. man. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now that let's at least come together and realize that there is racism on both sides. Blacks are racist or prejudiced, whatever you want to call it. Whites are. And if we could do that, then we could start dealing with Yeah, there's, there's, of course, there's bad people in every race. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I know Mexicans that don't like uh, blacks yeah. or whites and all that. And it's the same thing with blacks, too. Yeah. Right. That's but what I said. Let me ask you, ask you another thing here. Why is it called diversity? And this is, uh, you can do this with uh, how they do, like, nine Democrats and one Republican. They call that bipartisan. So why, when you have, like, what, like nine people from one race and another person only from another race, and that's called diversity? I think that's kind of hypocritical. It is. It, I mean, it, I know it's affirmative action, but. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad because people use that Thanks so much for calling to benefit the status and yeah. to fix the numbers. So, yeah, yeah. We, that's not fair. Well, let's, let's go back to the phone lines. Jim, Best Dental, sponsor of Black and White Radio. Thanks so much, Jim. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good. LaShawn Ford, your old friend Jim from South Elgin. We used to be friends on Facebook, but then you wouldn't... Uh, your, your friends were giving you too much heat because I was giving them uh, arguments constructively on Facebook. Absolutely. You, under, did you, you unfriended me. So. I, I don't think so because I would. You I'm, did. I'm a well, look I'm not right your friend now. anymore. Listen, I, listen I, like you, I met you a long time ago when you had your spot on WVO in the nighttime and you had you town halls. I'm sorry? Yeah, I had a show. I, I don't really. Yeah, wait, years ago, about 10, 12 years ago, that's, he had a show on Sunday nights. It was pretty good. I, I can't believe so I, I took you off as a friend because I don't care what people say on the, on no, the page. Yeah. You, I mean, not unless well, you said something about my mama. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't no, say nothing about like my mama, mama, you can say hey, whatever hey, you want. Hey, Jim, oh. we, we run it up, we're running up against the break. Go. Well, anyways, um, I just want to know, LaShawn, you know, this crime bill, so to speak, why didn't you guys have any police involvement in terms of the input? Because... The way this crime bill is going to—it's going to make like a—it's going to be a ticket about fence now. If somebody's trespassing on your property, if somebody takes things off your porch, the police can't arrest these people anymore. Why? Why do you guys do this? I'm glad you asked that question, Jim. The question that you asked brings me to the answer to tell you that why wasn't the police willing to negotiate in the beginning? And just so you know, police, just like doctors and realtors and politicians, they like for things to remain the same. 
and it's hard for change. So you have negotiations going and police say there's no need to change it. So now we pass something and now they want to come to the table. And what happened? The Speaker Welch and Justin Slaughter with the Republicans and law enforcement, we had a trailer bill that we passed. And so the cleanup language has happened and everyone's now on the same page. Hey, hey. Well, Jim, Jim, um, thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate your call. Hey, you listening to Black and White right on AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. <sighs> we'll be right back after the break. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The Answer. Welcome back, welcome back. Man, that's a good one there, an old school one. <laughs> this is El Presidente and Nick Richmond. You welcome back black. to AM560, The Answer. You listen to Black and Right. We're here with LaShawn Ford and Verlon, the troublemaker, talking a little bit about business yeah. and inflation. And it's booming right now, especially in the home services space. I'm the founder and uh, president of Matrix Home Solutions. We are, to date, double where we were last year at this time. Double. And we wow. were already doing a pretty good volume last year. And that's true of everyone in our industry. Yeah. So I always like to say when I'm on the show that we are looking for help. You know, the opportunity is overwhelming. Yeah. We need more people that want to work with their hands. Yeah. But we also have tons of opportunity in marketing, sales, production. So everyone listening, Matrix Home Solutions is hiring. Double you you hiring black people from yeah. the West Coast? So, no, no. It's all right with me. I'm, wait, wait. Why just why you just gotta hire black people from the West Side? Because you from the West yeah, Side. Yeah, I gotta get my people on the West Side some jobs. <laughs> and so that sounds good to me. I'm gonna be pushing trade schools. I mean, you you should be doing even better with President mm-hmm. Biden's infrastructure deal. It's two trillion dollars. You talk about being ready to make some money. You know, you're gonna buy even more. Um, space on this radio show when you when you start making this money from Joe Biden. Oh well, God! I, 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 can, I, can I respond? Yeah, go ahead. yeah, Please. but it's gonna make me poor. That's, that's gonna go. See, that goes back into uh, the question I wanted to ask you uh, before when you start talking about Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. So you're for this uh, so-called human infrastructure? You know, you have to be for human infrastructure, but the key right now is to make sure that we get it right. You when when have we had a discussion about an infrastructure bill at the national level? It doesn't matter what the president Joe Biden is saying right now. What matters is like, when oh, it's finished. Wait, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, but is it going to be picking winners and losers like Obama, the Obama administration did? Because remember, we did so called the uh, infrastructure plan with Obama, but they picked the winners and the losers of, of that of that infrastructure bill, and 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 that's just the infrastructure bill. We're not talking about the budget. I mean, six trillion dollars. Where is that going to come yeah. from? That's going to affect people like Nick Richmond, who has a small business. You know, th- th- I think, I think, I think when we we come with those decisions from a, from a federal perspective, it really affects the mom and pa shops, and you know, it, it rewards just like I think Governor Prisca did. It rewards all the big name people. Well, here's the problem in America politics: we we cannot sit back and twiddle our thumbs. We know that there's something on the table. So either the Republicans are going to do what they're supposed to do, like their voters put them in office to do, 
which means to bring balance to the process, or they're going to just let the Democrats run the show. That's the problem. Now, now, I just want to say one quick thing. The cops, they do believe in keeping things the same, but they did want to work on that bill. All right, we're going to a break. LaShawn Ford, are you with us or are you taking off? Uh, you know, I need to talk some more business because that's how we're going to end the violence and the crime and, and have some diversity in the Let's trade. stick around then. We're, All right. we got to go to a break. We'll, we'll, get, we'll be right back. You listen to AM560, The Answer, Black and Right. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect them. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. We got a house full. Hey, listen, if you missed that first hour, Verlon was his normal self, going off on Phil. You got to go 560 The Answer. Go to 560TheAnswer.com. Uh, download the podcast of the show, Black and Right. Um, you don't, you won't be bothered by, I know a lot of people don't like, oh, I don't like all the commercials. Well, you don't, you don't have any of the commercials on the podcast. So go ahead, download the podcast. If you're watching the show on YouTube, because, um, I, I don't know if, George, I don't know if I'm in Facebook prison again with, with <laughs> Facebook or, you know, we, mm. they won't let us, we, we can't, no one can, right? Except, no except Sean. Sean Thompson's show no, is on um, there. None of the shows from this system are able to stream to Facebook, and I think it's an issue between the software that we use and Facebook's interface. So I'm not in jail anymore in Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in jail. I'm always All suspended. Trump supporters are in jail. <laughs> well, of course, because they don't want our voice out there, sir. <laughs> but, um, you know, Sean, I, I want to. So I had Sheriff David Clark in studio a couple weeks ago, and. One of the things I wanted to get out of him, what would you do if you were the superint- I mean, superintendent of police? What would you do in Chicago? And this is what he had to say. With it, but I'm going to yeah. get into the Chicago thing. Yeah. What would I do? All right. I'd walk into City Hall, Mayor Lightfoot's office, and say, I need your resignation. Mm. <clears throat> and take that lapdog police chief with you. Wow. Then I'd walk over to the state prosecutor's office, Kimberly Fox, and I'd say, I need your res- resignation. Mm. You're useless. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd gather the police commanders, and I'd say, here's the way it's going to be. We're going to make sure these law enforcement officers are supported, that they have the proper resources and the training um, and the decision-making to be able to do this job. And then you, what you do is you set up uh, for warrant sweeps. You get all these notorious criminals off the street. There's a lot of them that are on warrants, so you don't yeah. even need new charges, so right? So true. Get them off the street. And then, and then you have to be working in tandem with the prosecutor's office to tell them, hey, look, high bail on these individuals, and here's why. And you lay it out. This person, violent, repeat offender. So, Sean, I think he left one person out. I think he left the, uh, the judges out as well. I, because I think it's, it's, it's not just, you know, Kim Fox. It's not just superintendent. But it's also, I think, the lacks in, in, in judgment of these judges 
in Cook County, in the, specifically in the city of Chicago area. Um, tell me, am I wrong or, 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 or just partially right? What do you think? See, the thing is, everyone's right when we're really aiming toward a real solution. But when you have people saying that you're going to do something that you know is not possible, that's causing a distraction. So Great to point. say go in and ask for her resignation, you're not, she's not going to resign. Right. So that's not even starting off right. Okay. So we're not going to get anything accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I think that, one, I think that if we want to fix Chicago's crime, we have to make sure that we take the police superintendent out of the hands and the appointment of the Chicago mayor. I love mayor. that. You know, the P- that. they should run for office. They have to be able to tell the mayor you're wrong. <laughs> and they have to be able to defend themselves. <laughs> if they could do that and go to the people and ask for their vote, now we might be moving somewhere. That's interesting. Well, well, listen. That's interesting. How do you clean up Chicago when the people have a mindset of, I can tear down this business and burn down this business because and take what I want because it's reparations. Now, that lady got on TV and said that one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter. And that gets me to a point, uh, 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 mm-hmm. an issue that I had with you the last time we talked. The last time we talked, I asked you one question. Do you, su- do you support Black Lives Matter? You said yes. So I have a question for you. How do you support a Marxist organization like Black Lives Matter when in your in, in your public life, when in your personal life, you practice capitalism. You are a property owner. You do business. You, you, don't, you, you don't live how you want us to live. So, you know, I think what's important to know is that Black Lives Matter said I support, period. You know, and who doesn't? You know, I, I don't. I, yeah, you do. Wait, you is support there a distinction? Th- right, make the distinction. Right. Is, is right. there a distinction between... The organization Black Lives Matter and saying Black Lives Matter. That's the, pro- that's the problem. Too many black people are surface deep. You hear a slogan and you, you're scared to stand up against that slogan when you need to read the Constitution and the agenda of that slogan. It's, these are a transgender, two women. They don't believe in the nuclear family. don't believe in 2.3 children. children. They don't believe in your personal wealth. If you own a home, if you own land, they think it should be shared by everybody. They don't think you should, uh, you know, uh, 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 believe in yourself that way. So how do you believe in an organization that believes that whatever you built, your wealth, I demand it, it's owed to me through some sort of misfounded reparations? Yeah, see, the way I see it, you, you know, you look at the opportunity to shine the light on the problems in the black community. That's the way I see it. And you can make it work for you because I don't think there's ever been a time when there's been a chant black lives matter at the white house. And so even Donald Trump would say black lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. But all lives matter. This, this, this black lives matter better than white lives or more nope, than this. That's lives. not what it means, but it's all, there's no doubt that there, when, if you have a, situation and you know that part of the um, situation got a problem, that part's got to matter. Well, I, I also think that's one of the reasons why Trump created Blacks for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were a, a, a huge, and, and, and this is what I don't get, uh, LaShawn, is you had a person in the White House 
do you ever heard of anybody, any Republican ever coming up with a platinum plan, $500 billion? Where's Joe's? I have yet to hear Joe Biden plan for anything black in America. But before you answer the question, I think this is what you're talking about, uh, Verlon, uh, with one of the Black Lives Matter. I support all that. I support them looting the, the damn Dollar Tree. Loot all that. Do you know why? Because black people and marginalized and oppressed people could loot every store in this whole country for 200 years it would not even come close to the debt that america owes us well y'all shouldn't do this you shouldn't be riding y'all shouldn't be turned tear all that up tear it up Mm. representative i i your thoughts my thoughts uh, uh, that's probably so what we got to remember the majority of black people in america are great we cannot look at this one Can idiot. Yes. Amen. You know, so we can't do that. I mean, we look at that and we say that that's the way black people think. We don't think that way. Okay, but let me throw something at you. Okay, you everybody want to talk about January 6th. And you got people right now locked up without bail, without really having any, any charges against them. They treat it like uh, Guantanamo Bay. Okay, but you had black people tear up every major city across the United States uh, uh, last summer. And, and cause billions and billions of, of dollars of damage. Okay, businesses... And, and, and people killed. And people, and people died. And people really died. Not right. no false CNN claim. People really died. Nothing was done about it. R- rarely anybody was locked up about it, especially without bail. These people are not coming home. And it's been how many months, John? About oh, almost, um, almost Since six. Since January. Since January. Almost six months. What do you have to say about that? I, I'd say that wrong is wrong no matter what. And I personally believe that if you're going to the Capitol to protest, you have a right and you should do it with dignity. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's no well, nobody could make any excuses for the way they trash the Capitol. OK, what about black people, the black people and all of the uh, the left when they went to the Capitol building? I, don't, I can't think of which is that uh, Capitol well, building. Well, the federal with, courthouse. Down right, the Florida. federal courthouse where Trump was there. Right. Was Trump there? No, in, in Florida. Where they burned. I mean, uh, Portland. Oh, OK. In Portland. Yeah. A federal, a federal yeah, court. Minnesota. They, federal they, they, building. Burned a, they burned a police. Nothing station. happened. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, if you do wrong, you have to pay the price. So I'm not I'm not supporting the wrongdoing of Democrats and I'm not supporting right. the wrongdoing of Republicans. But what I will say, if the people on January 6th protest with dignity, I think that's a fine example of how democracy should work. But they went across the line. You remember I sent you this quote? Yeah. I was yeah. reading this book, uh, We Will Not Be Silenced yeah. by Erwin Lutzer. Yeah. I don't know if you've read that book, but those listening should check it out. I, I have no skin in that game, but I, I really enjoyed the book. You were talking about Marxism, and that book really breaks it down. There was a quote I sent John. He calls him the secular left, you know, not the radical left, but the secular left. And the quote says, they're not content to live and let live, and they're not satisfied with pluralism and the exchange of ideas. They seek not to be equal but to dominate and that which was at one point condemned must not simply be tolerated it must be celebrated and that which was at one point celebrated must be condemned i think that that's a good way to end this segment we're going to be back with more fireworks for you you listen to am 560 the answer black and right we now return to black and right on am 560 the answer Here's John Anthony. It's for you, Representative. Yeah, you know I like this. <laughs> Woo! I didn't make it true, playing by the rules. I come apart, baby, but now I'm fine. 
can't sing. George told me I can't sing while he's here. I want to. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with El Presidente, Nick Richmond, um, President and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions, State Representative LaShawn Ford, and Verlon Galloway. We, we've been... Um, I'm sure some of your friends are like, what the heck? Why'd you go in that BIF? <laughs> this is a great place to be. Yeah. But, you know, we I, and, and see, you see how we, we, we have disagreement? But yet we're still having a conversation even about what we disagree about. Representative, wouldn't you say that's what's missing from our political discourse? Not the ability, because I think we've gotten so angry with each other on both sides of the aisle that we can't look beyond the, the finding some of that common ground to at least begin a conversation. Yeah, because I need to talk with you, debate with you, and compromise with you so that you're not hurt by what I believe benefits only me. That's the problem. I can't shove down policy that only benefits me. As long as I can support policy that helps you, helps me, and hurt no one, yeah. we got it. And, and, and honestly, perfectly, I think... I think the way Illinois comes back is if you guys definitely have to lose the supermajority in both houses. Well, you know, we need to get all the Republicans, um, you know, we need to eliminate the Republicans is what we say. Yeah, right. Right. But but I think that's that's the only way we begin. Because right now, you know, I I did a show, me and Verlon, we did a show of all the levers of power in the state of Illinois and Chicago. The only what we only the only black people not in charge of all forms of government is the governor, the treasurer, the comptroller, which is still a minority. But every other lever of power is controlled by a black, especially now with uh, our buddy Chris Welch. Yeah, um, dude, that was huge. It is huge to have um, the speaker of the house be um, black from the western suburbs. That's yeah. great. I mean, did you ever think you'd see that day? You know, I knew that it would come. I knew Madigan days were numbered. And, yeah. of course, yeah, it's it's the speaker. I thought house. it would be Art. Art didn't thought, want it, obviously. Uh, yeah. He left. You're right. That's Art, Art, Art LG. Or LG. But he left. Yeah. Say, yep, you're right. Art, I think it was laid out for Art. It was. Yeah. I, I can also see LG becoming the, the president, the Senate president yeah. leader. Yeah. Uh, because he's, he's, you know, another one that you can have conversations with. But, you know, Mark Vargas, from Mark My Words, heard it right here on these airways every Sunday from seven to nine, he just had a great event with Terrence Howard at Judson University. Mark, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, good to be with you, John. I heard you talking earlier about Facebook jail, and I know a little thing about getting people out of jail, so I just wanted to call and offer my services. We don't need it over here. So you know, you know who he is, right? Is he, this the this is the one that got Blago out? Oh, what's up? Yeah, this is, is Mark Vargas. How you doing, sir? Yeah. I'm happy hey, you helped get you. him out. I think. Um, I don't know what the people around me think, but I, oh, I'm very oh, happy I'm that, oh, I will, that, we're, we're support. that he's home with his oh, yeah. family. He shouldn't have gone. He shouldn't. I mean, what they did to him was a travesty or a travesty. What's that? What's that? What's that audio, George? A travesty of a travesty. What they did to him was a travesty. That that should have never happened. That was a misuse of uh, a, a power of governmental power. I believe. I'm sorry. Mark. No, you're right. And and, and speaking of a misuse of government power, tomorrow, John, I've got. The Elliot Ness of his generation, uh, Mayor, America's Mayor, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, is oh, on my show tomorrow. Look at you. A dear friend, Giuliani is a dear friend. He was also a big supporter of Governor Blagojevich. Yeah, he spoke to the president many, many times, uh, offering his support uh, for Blagojevich's release. But tomorrow, I'm going to talk to the mayor, who's a dear friend of mine, and we're going to be talking about 
not only did New York suspend his license, five Democrats, three of the dem- three of the five appointed by Andrew Cuomo, but D.C. has now suspended his oh wow um, law law license, uh, and it's all because we're he's we're not allowed to question uh, the integrity of our elections. Yeah. We're not allowed to to ask any questions whatsoever. We're supposed to rubber stamp everything. So we're going to have a really fascinating conversation. And, and John, I promise. Terrence will Terrence Howard will be on your show All right. next week. I can promise. You I that. love it. I got your text, but I had already gotten it in the building. You know how hard it is to send people texts here. Once you get here, the the it gets goofy here. So, um, and Mark, that show was heard when Sunday nights, seven to nine p.m. on AM five sixty. Right. There you go, Mark Vargas. Thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Uh, I think that's going to be you, a man. great show with Rudy Giuliani. Tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m., right here on these airways. It's a travesty of a mockery you know, of a sham. Rudy Giuliani, a travesty of two mockeries of a sham. It. It. Rudy Giuliani tweeted something that I said. Oh, he did? Yep. Oh, yeah, back when you, was that when, well, you, you said I, a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I so. forgot what it was, but he, um, yeah. Bringing Trump here. Probably. I do remember. Yep. I remember yep. it was when you, when you called for Trump to come here to yep. bring the resources. Yep. You got excoriated by, yep. by some mm. members on the left. They yeah. did not like that. But but that's what leaders do. Leaders look beyond the, the political position when they need help. That's right. And they say, hey, we need help in the city of Chicago. Uh, but I, to your point earlier, uh, except if you're Lori Lightfoot, I mean, you're Lori Lightfoot, you don't want President Trump's help. But you go and begging hand and, and what's the hand and toe, hand and foot for Joe Biden to come and give you everything you need. Hmm. Hat, in hand. Hat in hand. Hat in hand. Hat in hand. Well, since we want to talk about the subject of help, let's get back to the so-called slush fund that I call it the human infrastructure. Yes. Uh, okay, now listen. We all know, because you all were talking about who's going to pay this, who's going to pay that. Big business never pays. It's going to be the middle class. It's going to even be the lower class and the working class people who pays that tax. I'm tired of the lazy excuse that we have to raise taxes to pay for this, to pay for that, to pay for uh, education. What happened to rugged individualism? What happened to the individual? That's what I'm talking about. The individual leads the way, not government. Well, mm-hmm. you can't blame it and you can't put it in the individual's hand when you got government interference. So that right well, there. Well, well, well you got to explain that one. I mean, you can't say that. I mean, there is regulations and things that cause um, individuals to struggle in their businesses. Let's cut them. Yeah, so that's saying there are problems that... Uh, prevent people from being very successful and we need to do better in society and get businesses thriving because we I got a like, great businessman here i feel like all my problems have made me successful all my failures have made me successful and absent of a safety net absent of someone handing me something absent of some enabling that never existed for me right. and i think that that's going to be ultimately what needs to happen is people are going to have to start to live the american dream and go after it because what we're doing right now is just condoning and making the matter worse. I'm looking up here. I can't believe CNN's on in here, by the way. <laughs> but they're talking about supersizing the uh, IRS and going after and auditing. You know, he's announcing it as a part of his plan as to be a massive audit of small businesses. Well, mm. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Well, that's Sean Thompson. It's a shakedown. It's a shakedown. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, ultimately, <laughs> and I, I can go on and on about this subject. Yeah. But. I need, I need, I want to give you some money. So the next time when I see you, you can order me one of those shirts that you were wearing last time. America's not oh, the a sweater. So yeah, I, I made so here. I made I made two hundred of these shirts and a really nice soft cotton V neck. 
you know, and it's uh, the American dream is not a handout. Right. That's the slogan. Yes. And I'm going to donate the money. I'm, I'm actually thinking about what cause I want to donate the proceeds to, but I'm looking for something that hopefully stimulates the youth to, to think the way I think, yeah. the way they should think. I don't know if you guys have any suggestions of a good Brother cause Brother, to donate a, to. you got um, father groups that you i got a lot of groups that, that you can um, consider um, using your free will and, and which group you want to um, associate with. But i got to tell you, there are people in society that need handouts. Period. Oh. Got, John, you got you got to have it. Come on, say oh, something. I know. No, you say oh, something. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there are. But, yeah, you no. respond to that. No, I do. I do believe that because guess what? There, there. Listen. Sometimes the bottom falls out. Yes. But but I, I think what the problem becomes people become too addicted. That's it. To the handout. Yep. And I don't see it as a handout because. And I just say, use that word because right, that's what. Right. Let's yeah. see. Let's say somebody. Loses everything. Their job, yep. the house, everything. Been there. Everything. Been there. Everything. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I started my organization, MyBillAngel.com, is because people, I don't want people going to the government seeking, the, seeking that assistance. Right. My, my, my company, MyBillAngel, we help people who fall on hard times pay their bills. We, and, and they never touch one dime of the money. It goes, it goes straight from the, the angel who pays off the bill and we pay it directly to the biller. So they never see the money. So I get it. People do fall on hard. I don't call uh, people fall on hard times. I have a problem with government being there to assist them for the, for the, for the rest of their lives. And that's what happened. That's what I grew up in, in Chicago, mm-hmm. growing up in the, in the, in the, in the project, Cabrini green projects of Chicago yeah. and the South sides of Chicago. The American dream is not a handout. You'll listen to AM560 The Answer, black and right. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's black and right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all Welcome back, welcome back I'm only human after Listen to AM560, The Answer, Black and Right We're having a good time here in the studio Talking about the American dream is not a handout Yeah I but, think, but I, I think I, Mr. Ford mis- misheard me. I think he, he right. understands it now. Right. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> we agree. Yeah, I've, we been, agree. I've been hemmed up and here. And now that you got me thinking that the American dream yeah, I is not a handout. I, we, I'm going to give them some. Um, I'm going to let them be right so that we can work on them. <laughs> so I cannot just draw the line. Then we're not going to be able to have coffee again. Oh. So I'm going to continue to work on you and realize that the American dream is not a handout. It gives you an opportunity to thrive. Yeah. So, and I think that's what we've come to realize, or that's what you guys have been saying. You know, and we just need to give everybody a chance. Yeah, we have to differentiate who needs the handout from who is just taking it right. and surviving on it and being conditioned by it. And, you know, because that is is a terrible way to live. So, you guys know we've been dealing with COVID. Probably shouldn't say that because YouTube may may ban me, but we've been dealing with mm. this virus that's, that's hit our, our country. Um, you know, Representative Ford, I'm glad you're here because um, when I was state rep, I had a friend. Her name was Jennifer Price. 
um, she recently um, lost her husband, Ben Price. Um, they live down in the Grundy County area. And uh, I saw a post where she made, she said something about, um, it wasn't, she said it wasn't Ben's case, but they call it command suicidal hallucination. Uh, and she's been everywhere trying to get the word out, like really trying to get people to know and understand what's, act, what's really happening uh, out here with COVID and how people are dying. Jennifer Price, welcome to Black and Right. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Did I do a did I do justice in trying to explain what exactly what this was about? What? Uh, I mean, yes, I can certainly um when when you give me the cue, I could Go right ahead. kind of You have it. Okay. Um so my husband was um tested positive for COVID and um he got very sick with it. He's a vibrant, healthy you know, former college football player, still very active um, in the work that he does. So no history of mental health problems, very healthy guy. But he got COVID and his respiratory system certainly took a significant hit right away. He was in the hospital for five days. He wasn't on the ventilator, but definitely was on oxygen. Um, but we got him out of there and that's when the trouble really started. Wow. And... None of the doctors, you know, we had all heard about COVID brain fog, not really knowing what it is, but just, you know, people were experiencing this kind of fog. Right. And um, so when he got out of the hospital um, on a Tuesday, February 23rd, he, um, within a few days, just started getting panicked and paranoid and started just talking differently. He didn't sound like himself. He... His eyes looked like a deer in headlights, wow. and he was worried about things that weren't even happening. He does farming on the side, and this was February, mind you, and right. he was paranoid and panicked about getting in the fields and getting work done. And no amount of reassurance was calming his mind. Um, and as the days went on, it just got worse. And I called the doctor on Friday. So they prescribed him an anxiety medication, which he started. Uh, within a day, come Saturday, he thought that might have been making it worse. So a doctor said, just discontinue that. And um, Saturday night it was really the, the struggle. My daughter was supposed to be going to a sleepover with her friends, and I made her stay home. You know, she and my husband, they were the best of friends. And if anybody could kind of calm him down and get him to relax, it was her. Right. And and it wasn't happening. He, he was pacing the house. He would then sit down and put his head in his hands. And it was just a constant battle of, of just trying to get him to relax and right. not be afraid of things that weren't happening. So Jennifer, so, Jennifer, have yeah. you noticed is, 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 is the medical field taking notice of this uh, or are they, they are not. They're not? Yeah, they are slowly, not fast enough. So that I didn't know anything about this. So come Sunday morning, he woke up and he felt better. He said, I feel better. I, slept better and I'm going to go into my office and do some paperwork. And I immediately texted his mom and sister and said, Oh my gosh, I think we've turned a corner. He looks better. He says he's better. And you know, I'm thinking this is wonderful. 
and he left the house that day. And I noticed he, I had planned to go meet him at the office. And because I was doing some chores, uh, we have cows and donkeys at the time. And I was going to go help him with chores because he was still very weak um, from being so sick. And I noticed he was at our other farm. And I talked, I called him and I talked to him and he sounded fine. And within 20 minutes, he was gone. And it just devastated us. It shook our world. And there was no inkling. I mean, you know, you've met Ben. He was a larger-than-life guy. Just, you know, our entire community is shook over it. But what I tell everybody is my husband didn't take his life. COVID took his life. And later that day, um, one of my friends had called. And, you know, I immediately had told the first responders, like, this wasn't my husband. He's been out of his mind with COVID, like just saying like, this wasn't him. Like what's going on. And a friend called me and she said, have you heard of COVID psychosis? And I was like, no, immediately sent me three articles from the national Institute for health. And I read them and immediately I'm like, this is exactly what happened to him. Exactly. Hey, 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 Jennifer, we got to go to break, but but I I have state representative LaShawn Ford here. And I know you've been working with other legislators, but I would love to to have him, you know, uh, give give you a question or, or or you to say how he can help with this process and and, and everything that you've been trying to do. Um, so when we come back from break, um, State Representative Lashawn Ford will be at your um, disposal to ask or to to, to say whatever you want to him. Okay. Okay. Great. All Thank right. You. You, we're listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. That's my friend Jennifer Price, uh, who lost her husband due to COVID. Um, COVID psychosis. You, we'll be right back. Cause I'm only human after all. And you're only human after all. My Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Nick Richmond, President and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions, uh, State Representative LaShawn Ford, Democrat from the West Side, and the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Before the break, we were talking with Jennifer Price, uh, whose husband, Ben Price, um, lost his life due to COVID. And um, Jennifer, how can how can people help? What can be done? What can someone like State Representative LaShawn for? How can he come alongside you and figure out what to do next? Thank you. You know, I've worked tirelessly since my husband's passing. I've been on the news. I have a website called Live in Hope, the number four BenPrice.org, and we've created a foundation for him and his philosophy philanthropic ways that he um, did while he was here. Um, But the biggest thing for me is just spreading awareness about this. You know, one in three people suffer severe neurological side effects from COVID, and they're just not talking about it enough. And so I've been working with the Illinois Department of Public Health. I'm now on a national panel with the National Institute for Health, and we're starting to assemble 
um, these cases because so many people have reached out to me from across the country after seeing my story in USA Today and Chicago Tribune and, you know, the different news outlets in Chicago and, you know, reaching out to me saying, hey, I lost, you know, my husband, I lost my grandma, I lost, you know, there's a 17-year-old boy in Ohio, an 18-year-old boy in California, you know, these cases are happening and they all are the same, you know, where they have a young, vibrant, healthy person who be because of COVID started acting differently and without any, you know, past history. So really what I'm looking to do is get doctors informed. We need to work on this from the top. I've worked with my Congressman Adam Kinzinger, also Congressman um, Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio as, as well has spoken on this and trying to get funding. So the biggest thing is, is to get I, Governor Pritzker has also, um, I handed him my story, State Representative David Welter, as you know, um, he w- was able to get my information to Governor Pritzker, uh-huh. that, who then got information to the White House. Oh, but wow. really, it's not happening fast enough. Right. This is really a crisis situation. It's happening more than people understand, not just the COVID psychosis part. I mean, that's definitely a more rare thing, but it's happening more often than people understand. Yeah. Um, but just the severe neurological effect, the long haulers, you know, they call them. It's, it's a serious problem that we're just not talking about enough. And we're not getting information out where families know. Um, as I said from the beginning, had I known about this, before Sunday afternoon, after my husband was gone, had I known about this term or that, you know, to watch out for other things, he would never have left my side ever. You know, the plan for us was come Monday to go to the Mayo Clinic or Chicago or somewhere because I knew mentally he was not okay. And it was because of COVID and we were going to try and figure that out, but I didn't make it to that point. So that's why I'm trying to work through my grief to help other people. And I've already, you know, I've already been contacted by so many people that I've helped and gotten them, wow. you know, to push harder to, to get their loved one in to see a doctor, to get you know, just to to watch over them because um, it happens fast and they can turn fast. And what happened to my husband was, as you spoke about in the beginning, that final stage of this process they call command hallucinations. And that is why that, that day he left. To me, he seemed better and he was acting better. And yeah. that was because he was being tricked. His brain was being tricked. And if you look up these studies about COVID and command hallucinations, you'll see these people hear voices and they are vivid and they are direct in telling them to take their lives. Yeah. And I have a man from Texas who reached out to me who survived this. And he has been amazing um, comfort to explain to me what happens because right. he survived this right and jennifer jennifer you you got an event coming up um saturday july 17th uh you got about 40 yep. seconds left can you talk to me yep. about what that is and where it's going to be absolutely um my husband always wanted you know we have a son with disabilities as you know yes. we always planned uh for what? the what ifs in life 
he always wanted just a celebration. If something ever happened, he wanted a party. So we're having a celebration of life, but it's also the kickoff to his foundation. As I said before, live in hope, the number four, benprice.org. And you can get more information on there and keep up to date with our efforts and in getting this information out to people. All right. Jennifer Price, thanks so much for joining us today. You got to when you get an update about anything that's changed, I love to have you back on to give us to give the listening audience an update. Is that okay? Perfect. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Take no care. problem. Thank you so much, Jennifer Price. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We're going to be closing down here. Yeah. It was a great day today, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I think I got y'all straight. Oh! <laughs> See, you know what? That's how those Democrats think. See? That's how those Democrats gonna. I'm going to leave here. Yeah, I'm going to leave y'all better than I found you. So I was going to burn a building down on the way home. <laughs> Come on, let's go, everyone. All right. <laughs> speaking of speaking of, uh, of Democrat malarkey, what's with this about going door to door, coming and saying you got to take the vaccine? I don't think anybody's saying you got to take it. I well, think that, they, they want to inform you that you should take it. I, there's, what's wrong with information, and what's wrong with going to someone's door that probably don't have transportation? Why should the government know that though? Why should they know? I mean, yeah. it's the government's responsibility to help those in need. And if you have a family or old lady or old man that can't get out to get a shot, that want the shot, and someone knocks on the door, they will be happy. So, so the Jacobit witnesses are going to come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, don't think, I don't know if they believe Zing. in the shot. But I know for a fact that there is a 98-year-old lady that needed someone to come to her house to give her the shot. Yeah. Yeah, because she's getting out and well, see, she's I, getting so exposed to everybody, she, right? Because she, she's out all the time. You got to have the shot. Okay, but I, I I get that. I get the elderly. The, you know, they, yeah. they, they they don't have the resources. They may not have a phone. Some elderly right. don't even have. I, listen, I know I was a cop yeah. going to houses and, and they had nothing, no phones or anything. I but get hang that. on, if you if you're if you're old and you live you're you're living alone or with one person and and you, and you can't get out, are you you still at you risk? Yeah. You're still at risk because you have things coming into your house like. So that's stuff. What, so that's why you probably wear two masks when you're driving, don't you? Right. I, you know, actually, I'm vaccinated. and I don't need a mask. Yeah. Not unless you guys. Not unless you guys. Not but he want to go back to here. government. Look at him. Look at him. He want to go back. They're they're sending persuaders to your door. You know, like those aggressive phone people that call your phone trying to sell you something, this insurance or whatever. Those are the type yeah. of people that's going to come to your house. They're going to be very aggressive. No, they won't. like no, no. I saw some, some um, in the Latino community they're sending people from the community, Latinos, to to doors. And you should have heard how those young ladies were speaking. They were very aggressive. Then so, I come to my door with that nonsense. So what, what you got anything? What, what, are you, what are you up to? What's, what's veto sessions coming up? And what, what, what should we be prepared for? I think my, my mission is to make sure that we can all work together. Yeah. You know, Democrats and, and Republicans and moderates. But just so you know, John, as you know, there were and there are Democrats that vote like Republicans. I do know that. And so it's not only the Republicans. I just think that we should all come together and do what's best for hum- humanity. Let me tell you something. Mary Flowers is a social conservative. Yeah. You, she didn't vote for gay marriage. She didn't, right. vote, she didn't vote for this latest sex education yeah. bill. Yeah. Um, Mary Flowers, I'm telling you, she, 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 will not, she, will, nope, she will not go after that. The social issues, 
You can get her to vote social issues. Now, she's texting her, me now. Her state teller, I said her state <laughs> bank. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still trying to do that state bank? Yes, she wants the state bank. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell the Sean something? Go ahead. I want to tell you, it's so good that I have met you in person now after talking across the microphone for about three years <laughs> three or so. Years. Um, you can take the heat so you can stay in the kitchen. All right. And I love to cook in the kitchen with Real you quick, again. Thank quick. you. You're going to be hosting the show. I won't be here next week. You'll be hosting the show. July 24th. July 24th. Yeah. And it's called? It's going to be all about the American dream. It's the American dream episode. You're welcome to call in. Can I have some? <laughs> Let's go. All right. Hey, well, you guys exchange information, so. I, I, I need some of that American dream. I'm sure that's going to be some work done together. Hoff Daddy, thanks so much to have. I love having you here, brother. Wrong. You make me sound good. Uh, Verlon, stay rep. Nick, thanks so much. Hey, guys, see you next week with Genie Ives. Oh, right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs>